You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, this is Sean Bartley, um, and this is a clip of a uh, brand new song off my forthcoming album, uh, High Gravity Days, uh, and this track is called Old Chicago. So I hope you enjoy it, and you are tuned into The Destiny Destiny Show. Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we are live with an amazing, amazing guest on the show. He is a music producer, he is a CEO, an engineer, a Twitch broadcaster, a father, and the ultimate Destiny fan. But not only that, he's also a podcaster at the Bartley's Cast. And he's one of the most talented musicians in our community. I'm so excited to have him join me tonight. He is the amazing Sean Bartley. Sean, thank you so much for joining and welcome. That was literally the most epic intro I think I've ever been intro to anything ever. 
Really? So, oh, dude. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for that. I was like listening back to all the things that you're describing. It was like, whoa, I actually do stuff. You do a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, I like to think so. it's dude, it's it's an honor to finally have you on because you know what you do is something that I'm passionate about. Now I'm not talking about destiny here. It's I'm talking about the music. I love sure. music as well. And uh in my college days, I've studied a lot of music. I took audio production classes. In fact, I remember back in the day, I studied Pro Tools like version five. I know they're probably up to like version 20 by this point. Uh but uh, it's been it's been a fun journey, and I'm so excited to have you join me tonight to talk about Destiny, to share your amazing journey. And we also have some more stuff to talk about tonight that's kind of not really Destiny-related. We have another game, another game. Yeah, well, in this case, I think that's okay. For, yeah, it's very directly related, yes. Yes, and that is Halo Infinite Technical Test. We are all waiting to play and uh, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to learn about your journey in the Destiny community and with your music and some of the projects that you're currently working on. So, Sean, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm very ready. All right. So the first question I have for you is, how did you get started in Destiny? How did your journey begin? Uh from alpha literally it was uh it was one of those things where um i don't someone's gonna correct me if i'm wrong but when destiny was first announced and i believe it was at a e3 um you know it had had me hooked just from like the first time that i was looking at the game um so i got somehow i don't even remember to this day got into be able to play the alpha and then the beta and i mean it was an instant hook you know it was an instant hook for me as as video games are concerned i was started off really playing halo um so the transition over to you know what i thought at the time halo with like really cool void abilities because i'm a warlock main so i play void warlock um it was pretty just kind of like it was an easy way for me to transition from like halo into destiny and i got started with destiny and destiny one and i've been there ever since um sometimes a little bit more than others but i've definitely took my breaks and and had my other games into the mix but destiny has really been my only hobby game since you know it's it's birth back at the beginning of destiny one yeah i know and it's it's so interesting you mentioned you know playing alpha and destiny one because i started playing during the beta of destiny one and it, it feels like it's been forever ago and for me personally i don't think i've ever played any single game for this long yeah no same. as i have with destiny and i started with halo reach that's the game that kind of got me into i would say multiplayer games and also getting me into just the bungee universe and getting me really into first person shooters so that was kind of my first experience with the Halo franchise. And since then, I was just hooked. I did play a bit of Call of Duty, but mostly zombies, which mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of stopped playing Call of Duty now because of some personal things that are happening with the publishing company. But, um, but also, I have no time. Um, but it, it, was, it was really awesome getting into Destiny. And, you know, it became my home, just like with you, you know. And I'm, I'm curious, how did you get into the alpha? Because, I mean... I, I, I wish I could tell you. I have no idea. I, okay. I have absolutely no idea. I genuinely could not tell you. Um, 
but I remember being able to play it, you know, like I did at the time it was back then, like we weren't, it wasn't really normal to have a bunch of alphas and betas all over the place. You know what I mean? Like now every game essentially that's released, you know, goes into an alpha or a beta or a pre-release or this or that. But back then it was like a big deal, you know, like if you were invited into the the alpha of a game that wasn't even out yet, you were like a big deal. I wasn't a big deal. Um, so I have no idea how I got into the alpha, to be honest with you. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. And, you know, we, we think you're a pretty big deal now. So, you know, you, you made it. Uh, so that's what matters. Sure, it definitely so, does. So, Sean, why? Why Destiny? And why? Why was that the game that you gravitated to? Um, you know, I always kind of envisioned, you know, I was more of a campaign player, you know, when I played Halo kind of back in the day. And that was really my first shooter. And I found myself when I played Halo, um, especially the campaigns, I was just really into the the story and the progression of the characters and, uh, you know, basic single player stuff. Right. Like you PVE stuff. I've always been really a PVE person. Um, so, you know, kind of the idea of when I initially saw Destiny, it kind of looked like that that halo universe right obviously different into a whole different you know franchise and a whole different you know multiverse to say right but like you look at that compare it to my time back in halo enjoying the pve combat and all the different things like that knowing that destiny was going to be kind of this like growing world of you know customization and storytelling and all these really great pve elements that's why it instantly gravitated me towards the game, you know, because I never have been like a huge, you know, MMO or RPG or anything like that. So it was kind of like I was learning as Destiny was, you know, evolving over time on really what Destiny could be. So just the initial PVE and kind of reminded me of all those really good times playing, you know, Halo with my friends, trying to beat the campaigns on higher difficulties and that kind of thing was really kind of what led me into the Destiny world and what got me hooked on it, honestly. Yeah, and I, I think for me, it was kind of a similar thing. You know, it was the immersive experience being able to play things like firefights and just so many awesome maps that they had in Halo with, with multiplayer. And that really got me into that franchise. And then once I heard that... Bungie was going to create a new game, a new IP. I I was really curious about it. And I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. I got into the beta thinking I was probably going to go and play Call of Duty. That's going to come <laughs> out next. Because at that time, I was playing Call of Duty. Oh, man, which one? It wasn't a very popular one. Uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, which I loved. I thought it was Same. a great game. I, I, we can agree on that. That's something we can agree on. I love that game. Oh, that was one of okay. My favorite okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I loved Clan Wars and just, I thought it was such a great game. And, yeah, well. and you know, and I thought, you know, now that Call of Duty Ghosts is, is now pretty much coming to an end and they're coming into a new game with Advanced Warfare, I thought, okay, Advanced Warfare is not coming out until November. I got some time. I'm just going to play some Halo and some uh, Halo, some Destiny in September, and then we'll kind of go from there. But sure. I started playing the beta, and I just never left because even the small amount that we got a chance to experience, and small amount, I mean, we literally got to experience half the game, if you really Pretty think much. about it, because they opened up the moon on the last day. Yep. And uh, 
and that was pretty much half the campaign. Uh, but it was really awesome to experience that. And it was such an immersive world and you can play with all of your friends and then just the idea of being able to play a raid. And, and I did not know what raids were back then when, when Vault of Glass first came out. So I came into it blindly, not knowing what I'm going to get into. And it was just such an amazing experience. It was tough. It was really tough. But, uh, it was so rewarding to finally get that activity completed. And then like week after week, we would come back and play Destiny. And then they brought awesome weapons like Vex Mythoclast and Galarhorn and Icebreaker. And I mean, that was the time. That was really the time for me. Yeah, it was what I call the good old days. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask, Sean, you know, I know you've been really, really heavily involved in music. And uh, how did you get started with with music and and why was music part of your life in such a big way? Um, I, when I was younger, I was um, in I was a percussionist. So I played in, you know, in school, I played percussion and all that stuff. And that kind of led me into playing, you know, the drums. Um, you know, I did the thing where I was in like a bazillion different bands and, you know, middle school and high school and um yeah, I played drums pretty much through my like teens. Um, and then when I was introduced to um, specifically like electronic music, my my best friend at the time back in the back in the day, um, his brother was a was a DJ. So his brother would go out to the nightclubs and, and do all that stuff. And, you know, once we got old enough, we um, we would go with him and like watch him play and all this stuff. And I was kind of just like immersed into um, electronic music just because, you know, I, I love melodic music, um, but I also am very driven. Like I said, I grew up as a percussionist and playing drums and all that other stuff. So um, being able to, you know, kind of fit that in with my passions in the future were good. And it was kind of like all all uphill from there, I guess you could say. I uh, My friends, we all picked out like different DJing equipment. So my musical journey actually started with, with percussion and then transitioned into um, – I was a DJ and I actually DJed for several years of my life. I actually toured and I did um, DJ gigs all over the place, all the way from Toronto to Seattle to, you know, Cleveland, Ohio. I was Florida. I was all over the place. Um, I actually DJed at uh, Destiny Con, um, oh, one of the wow. first ones that was in Florida. I don't know if you knew that, knew that about me, but um, yeah, I was the house DJ for Destiny Con. This is going on. Man, how many years ago is this? It was a long time ago, but it was uh, the first Destiny, actual Destiny Con, uh, when it was in the convention hall for the first time. Um, this was after the, you know, everyone met at a bar <laughs> con uh, years before that. Um, but yeah, uh, so DJing kind of led into me like, oh, well, if I'm going to play this music out to people, why can't I create the music <laughs> myself, right? So it was literally self-taught. Like I, I taught myself how to play piano and learn music theory and write music and even read music uh, to a certain extent. I don't consider myself a pro at that to this day, but I don't know if any musician really would. Um, but yeah, it just went from there. I taught myself how to make music. And once I started making stuff that was like halfway decent, um, I had submissions to a couple of record labels in the UK and a couple of people sent me messages back that were like, Hey, your stuff's really good. We want to release it. Uh, and that's that. Um, I released music in the UK for several years and, you know, have been doing music pretty much ever since I took a pretty long hiatus from music. Um, just because I was working like a, you know, a pretty intense job at the time. And I didn't have as much time to it that I could dedicate to music. 
Um, but that, you know, three or four, almost five year break from actually creating music was the biggest set of inspirations that I've ever had to create more. So when I jumped in, this is just now two years ago, when I jumped back into making music, I had all of that inspiration that was kind of like building up inside of me um, during that like four to five year period. So. Yeah. And I'm sure being away for five years, you really had that itch to get back into it and to really go all out. So I I can imagine that uh, there was some motivation behind that too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was almost kind of yes and no to that question. It's like I was, but you know, when, when you're doing something creative uh, and this is just my opinion, right? But like, if you're doing something creative, like music or any kind of art, I don't think you should ever force yourself to make that art, right? So like, if I wasn't feeling it, and I wasn't, I didn't have the inspiration behind making music. And, you know, I wanted to focus my energy elsewhere, kind of in the world, which I was doing. Um, it was able to like, when I was ready, and I had that inspiration to make music in it, it just happened, right? It didn't, I wasn't forcing it upon anyone or anything or myself. Um, I just wrote a couple songs that I was like really feeling. And that turned out to be, um, my album majestic is like the first couple songs from that album are just what I was feeling. And some of the pieces of music that just got me into, you know, making music again. And it's like I said, ever since then, it's just been constant inspiration. So it's like, I really needed that break. Very cool. So on the subject of music, what are you currently working on with uh, music and some of the projects that you're working on outside of destiny uh yeah so um you know for work like um i actually i do music production and audio engineering post-production mixing and mastering i do that stuff um i'm working with a couple different companies right now doing sound design work for um anything from like stream alerts to um hopefully in the in the near future getting into some some work in like doing audio production for for games um, so I'm, you know, doing all that stuff. And then on top of all the audio work that I do kind of for work, which I don't necessarily consider it work cause I love, love it. Right. Um, but, um, as far as my, my own musical productions, I actually, as of, I think last week officially confirmed that I was finished, uh, with my third studio album. So that's super exciting. Um, and I'm working on getting that like all finalized mix and master to be sent out for a release in uh, September. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, the album is called High Gravity Days. So that will be out in September. That's really, really awesome. So I got to ask, uh, like when you record an album, what's mm-hmm. the process like to, to create an album and to put it all together? I learned you know, kind of going back to my discussion earlier about, you know, being making music and then taking a break is I've never felt comfortable with forcing myself to create anything. Um, So I wish I had like an actual process because it would make everything so much easier on me when it comes to like trying to actually release material and music like out into the world. Um, But my process is pretty much as simple as like, I will never necessarily force myself to sit down and write a piece of music. Um, I'm, I'm open all day long. I'm, I'm doing things right. So like I work in Ableton live. I know you said you had experience in pro pro tools, but, um, I've worked in Ableton pretty much my entire career and I'll have Ableton open in the background pretty much every day. Right. So if I have a, a musical idea or a melody that I'm hearing, or even just a set of percussion that I, I hear that I'm inspired by, like, I'll just go into Ableton, I'll record it. Um, record my ideas, sketch everything out. And then I'll go back later that night and just kind of like see if I want to formulate it into a actual song. Right. 
So my process is taking a bunch of musical ideas that I have, kind of sketching them out and then compiling them into musical ideas if they see fit. So, um, yeah, it's just been months of me recording ideas and then kind of like patching them all together and, you know, arranging them into pieces of music and What's cool about that is I feel like a lot of my albums or songs really in general kind of tell like a really cool story um, because of the way that they were created. Um, so I'm really excited about that in the in High Gravity Days, the new album is that the whole from start to finish, it tells a story. I don't even know what that story is, but the person that's listening to that can kind of create their own story because it just flows so well together. Yeah, it's so cool. And when is High Gravity expecting to come out? Um, I don't have a, like a actual in stone release date, but it's going to be out in September. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So soon ish. So, um, yeah, a lot going on between now and then, but, um, hopefully, uh, the release date will, it'll work out really well. I'm like, I'm so excited. I, I don't release music that I don't enjoy, but, um, this one's super special. Like to me, I love every song and I loved every minute creating it. So it's like, now it's just a waiting game because all I want to do now is just have everyone listen to it. But you know, it doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. So, um, hopefully yeah, we'll get some, yeah. some, some previews and, and snippets or, you know, between now and September. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a long wait for me. Hey everybody, this is Sean Bartley. Um, and this is a clip of a uh, brand new song off my forthcoming album, uh, high gravity days uh, and this track is called old chicago so i hope you enjoy it and you are tuned into the destiny, destiny show, show. excited to listen to your album and uh i i love music so it's really cool to get a chance to experience new music and i i listened to one of your songs that you released i want to say a month or two ago i forgot the name of it but it was a track that you released i'm so good i kept listening to it for like almost an hour nice. like, yeah I, rem- I think i remember was- seeing your tweet about that or something it was really yeah the, re- the response from people when i release music is like it, it always gets me, you know what I mean? Like I could, I've been doing this now for a long time, but every single time I get a tweet or, you know, a message or a text or something, it's like, Oh dude, the new song's great. It still hits you right in the feels, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I feel the same way. Cause sometimes I get these like really nice messages on Twitter about the podcast and I can't begin to describe how awesome of a feeling that is to just wake up and have somebody say like, I love your podcast. And it's like, it's it's such a great feeling to to have someone who can appreciate your work and it makes everything totally worth it. That's that's why creatives like us do what we do, you know? Yeah. So and I got to ask now that you're going to be releasing an album in September, I know we're kind of old school, you know, we we're, we like our physical items. Will the album be released in physical format or will it be a strictly digital 
album? That that is, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you this. That is to be determined. Um, everything is probably like the main, you know, availability of the album will probably be mostly streaming. But I definitely this time around want to do something physical. So, um, so yeah. So I wish I could say more, but I can't yet. Uh, okay. But, Hopefully, yes, you'll hopefully be able to get something physical um, regarding the new album in September. It might not be in September. I know the album is going to launch in September, but um, stay tuned for more information on, on that question. Awesome. And we will make sure to keep everyone posted on that and include the links in our show notes for the episode. Uh, so can't wait for that. And uh on a slightly different topic, I also know that you are a CEO of your very own record label called Alterlock. Yes, and sir. And I'm curious, how did you go about starting a record label and what's it like to have a record label of your own? Is it is it like a, a difficult thing to run? Yeah. And what's what's the day to day like? Um, so we're in the beginning stages right now for anyone listening that's not aware. I, it was just a couple months ago I started up. It was a, um, a little bit more than, um, a record label. So I don't need to go too far into it, but the idea behind alter lock is that alter lock kind of is a creation source for not only music and musical artists, but, um, artists and creatives, um, and everyone in between, um, uh, we tried to promote, um, I make safe content for and musical content for content creators. Um, so we're trying, trying to make sure that Alter Lock is a home. Um, think of something like Stream Beats or any of the other like streaming platforms, but kind of on a more broad level of um, inclusive art and gaming and everything kind of in, in one brand. Um, but we're starting off, you know, by releasing music. Um, the last single that I released, uh, was my first song on my own record label. Um, excuse me, high gravity days will be out on alter lock, um, as well as, um, some other artists that I am in talks with right now to, to be releasing music and art, um, and some awesome stuff, um, on the label as well. So, um, it's ultra lock recordings, but it's a little bit more than just recordings, right? We want to do a lot of really fun stuff in the future, but on a day-to-day level right now, especially uh, when I have a new album coming out, um, there's a lot of behind the scenes work going into promotion, marketing, all that fun stuff. Um, but I hope that ultra lock grows, you know, in the coming years to, we get some amazing new artists and talent and, um, even some content creators in the future that can be part of the brand and be part of the kind of the future of, of ultra lock as a whole. So it's exciting. Yeah, that that sounds really exciting. And it it sounds to me like you're building a lot more than just a record label. You're building a whole conglomerate and a whole brand for uh, content creators. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, we want to I wanted to launch it as a record label just because I've always kind of dreamt of having my own record label to be able to not only release my own self of published music under my own brand, but I want to bring in other talent because it's all about working with other people and music and with anything. Right. So um, I want to be able to bring in new artists, older artists, uh, everyone in between to be able to not only release music, um, but like you said, it kind of hinted at we're we're planning stuff for the future and hopefully that's going to happen. But we want to be able to kind of branch off a little bit in the future as well. But right now we're focused on getting some awesome high quality music releases out to everybody, including the new album and um, all the stuff released under Alterlock is all completely like DMCA free and safe for you to use in your podcast, YouTube, Twitch. Um, so we want to make sure that that's super important to me going forward is that if people want to listen to my music, they can also listen to it while they're 
streaming Halo Infinite or, you know, Destiny or any other game that they're playing on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Um, we want the music to be available to be listened to however people want to listen to it. So that's really cool. And I know that that has been kind of an issue lately with uh, rights. And I, I hear that a lot of people's content is being taken down because of copyright violations with music. So it's really cool that you are promoting a positive and safe environment where content creators can use the music and entertain other uh, gamers. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a very scary, you know, not to continue to touch base on that, but DMCA strikes and stuff like that are scary, right? There's a lot of people, you know, not just on Twitch, but on Twitter and other platforms that are getting their accounts suspended and taken down and stuff because they posted a video back in 2015 that had, you know, like R. Kelly lyrics or like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, it's such a scary random thing because you don't know what is being being done or what you had posted years and years ago that you might be, you know, taking advantage of like they'll come after you for it. So um, I guess there's nothing you can really do about the past. But one of my goals, you know, moving forward into the future is releasing music and content that's safe for creators to use so they don't have to feel scared about talking about it on Twitter or on Twitch or anything like that. So that's that's really awesome. And uh, yeah, that's a really great initiative and best of luck with that. And I can't wait to hear your music and to see your music out there on people's streams and, and also it promotes you too, right? Like it actually gives you more uh, ears that listen to your music and can appreciate what you created. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's, um, you know, everyone, you know, a lot of people will be, oh, it's not about me and stuff like that. And, you know, really, I just want to, make music that people enjoy and I want them to be able to enjoy it. Not just, you know, offline when they're not streaming or not with their friends or not on social media. Like I want people to enjoy the music for what it is, right? It's meant to be shared. It's meant to be enjoyed. And that's really what I'm about is making sure people have the availability to do that. Exactly. So Sean, what do you do when you're not making music or playing destiny? There's a life out of No, I'm just kidding. Um, video games and music there's other stuff too well sometimes they eat you know sometimes they sleep um no uh i have amazing kids an amazing wife which and i'm sure everyone's heard by now i met my wife uh mrs queen bartley through destiny um so we that's awesome i didn't know that i did not realize that oh man i thought that that was like i feel like every time i get on a podcast or a show or something i I'd say that and they're like, yeah, we heard about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I have to tell the story, but we did, um, we met through destiny one. Um, and we lived across the country and we ended up, you know, she moved here, we got married and now we're here. What? Um, Dude, that's yeah, so yeah. cool. So she's, she's amazing. She's my best friend and she helps me with, she's essentially my manager and helps me with everything from gaming stuff to music stuff um to managing all the stuff that goes on with releases and she's a you know a social media like guru so she's a genius when it comes to social media like management and promotion and marketing so i'm super lucky to have her not only as you know that person but you know as my wife and we we do things that aren't gaming and stuff related like we have lots of hobbies we haven't gone outside a lot it's been hard to do that this last year 
Um, but when we can, you know, we like to travel and go hiking and, and do, you know, stuff to get outside and clear our heads, you know, because we both work online and on computers and all that stuff so much. So it's good to just like get out and, you know, not worry about that kind of stuff and have screens in front of your face 24 seven. Um, so we hang out with the kids. We have a cat. Our cat is named Ikora, which is perfectly fitting. She is named after Ikora Ray. So, um, we spend a lot of time with our cat and, uh, just hanging out with the kids um, and doing stuff around the house and, you know, spending a lot of time together. We kind of like each other a little bit. So um, it's an awesome family. And uh, when we're not working super hard, we're trying to chill super hard. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Are the kids playing destiny yet? Actually? Yes. Um, oh, okay. Not, not like, you know, not in our realm of like grinding. Right. But, uh, we hear it all the time. It's like, can I play destiny? Can I play destiny? Cause we, we've played so much. They see us play the game and you know, they're interested. So some, a couple of our kids have dabbled, um, our oldest, uh, daughter, she actually was helping, um, queen with her solstice armor, um, last week. So she's getting to the point now. It's almost like where we can be like pawn the, the um grindy stuff on the kids be like hey go get us some metals or whatever it is you know during guardian games or go grind this material out that we need or something so hey you know if they're gonna play you might as well utilize that skill you know what i'm saying that's brilliant <laughs> i i didn't even consider that i should just have kids just so they can play destiny for me they can do okay, all the grindy stuff farm some spin metal <laughs> for me i don't it's not available at spider and i just really need spin metal so Good, good old times. Yeah, I, I just live with a yappy dog. And usually whenever he sees thralls, he kind of gets really hyped up and excited. And it's been a funny experience for me because I get a chance to play Destiny when it's really late at night. So I end up mm -hmm. having to feel bad for the neighbors because as soon as I go into the thrallway room to farm to get my catalyst completed, oh man, Rocky goes off, he jumps on the TV he just goes crazy thrall, and thrall, they're scary. I'm telling you, they're scary. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're in the walls. <laughs> they are in literally <laughs> they in the walls. Yeah. They were at one point. Uh, so that was a, that was a fun, fun experience. And you mentioned uh, briefly solstice of heroes and yeah. destiny Two. And I'm curious, like what are your current uh, opinions of destiny Two that we have today? <laughs> um, uh, this is a dangerous question because I, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, and I don't want to, you know, let's just put it this way. I'll, I'll be very blunt and frank with you and the listeners. Is I haven't played a lot of Destiny in the last couple months. Um, you know, it's it's still part of me, and it's still part of like what I do and what I. I'm always reading the TWAB. You know, I'm always looking at you know what's going on in the game and stuff. But like for me personally, um, I usually am very very in at the very beginning of each season you know and i you know i know i don't speak just for myself i know there's a lot of players like this you don't have to play destiny 24 7 to be a you know a guardian right but um you know i spend a lot of time at the beginning of the season because i like to take in all that content and then now kind of as each season goes along i'll get about halfway through the season or so and it, it just won't you know i won't have that feeling of and you felt it, right? Like as soon as you get done with yeah. work, it's just like the only thing you think about is like, boom, got to get on destiny. I got this to do. I got that to do. And like, for me, a lot of the stuff that is like really, really like end end game content um, right now, you know, collecting different seals and getting all the triumphs done and all this other stuff is like, it's not necessarily for me personally. 
Um, so I usually get lost pretty, you know, midway or so through the season. Um, and I don't really play a lot through the end. Um, in regards to like Solstice of Heroes, it's kind of so, those events like that, you know, they just don't get me like they used to. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate and I'll definitely go in. Like I went out and, and played through my first Solstice set just because I really wanted the Warlock armor because it looked awesome. Um, but that was it. You know, I got the the stuff done. I got the ornaments and then I logged off to go play something else right now. And that's OK. You know, I think that's a lot of people need to realize that it's OK that you aren't playing 24 seven, you know, all the time. Um, it's a game we can all love and enjoy, like at our own pace. And I think I found my pace and it's just not, you know, at that level it was back in, you know, D1 or early D2, where I was less like glued 24 seven to the game and always wanted to grind. Um so I'm becoming, I'm making peace with that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Sean, I think you and I are pretty much the same when it comes to the game and our outlook on the the game. You know, I, I love Destiny. I appreciate everything that Bungie does. You know, do I think the game can be better? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I think they could switch things up a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm very similar to you. Like, I... I think I played Solstice one day and I think for me, I just got burnt out because I would play Solstice each and every year, getting all the armor sets, getting everything done. But then it's like, for what? I don't really do anything with those glows. I still have glows from like three seasons ago or three years ago that I still haven't really used. So for me, it's like with the amount of grind that's expected, you know, I'll go and play the, european aerial zone and uh you know check out a few of those things but after that i just i don't have the motivation to complete my solstice armor for the third or fourth time now it's like i've done this and i've been through it so i think there's a level of fatigue especially if you've been playing the game for many many years and um also I've neglected a lot of games over the years. Like I love my Nintendo switch. I have so many games on the switch. I have so many other games that I just think are deserving of my time, but finding the time to play them. It's so difficult. Like uh, one game that I've been really wanting to dive into a little bit more is no man's sky because I actually have that game in VR. And I thought it would be such a cool experience to play through a game where you're literally in space and virtual reality. So that's definitely one of the games that I want to kind of go back to and play, uh, but also experience more of Destiny, because I do think that the seasonal content that we're getting in terms of the story is really good. I think it's it's really getting interesting. Yeah, with, I think, uh, the narr- you know, the, the narrative and the storytelling, I think, has like, you know, with everything being said, I know there's a lot of negativity around Destiny in the general sense. Um so to talk a little bit about what's positive is I think the storytelling is honestly the best it's ever been in the franchise. Um, if this is any indication of what's happening in the future of destiny and not only the next season, but moving into Witch queen and beyond that, right. If this is the narrative, if this is how the storytelling is going to be told, I think we're all going to be in for a massive treat when it comes to the storytelling in the game. Um, and that's what keeps, you know, keeps me coming back really, you know, I may not have like grinded out the last season and and doing this, but at least at the minimum I would get on, you know, every week, especially when there was new story coming out, you know, through this latest season, you're getting on every week to, to at least see the story, right? Because that's, 
it's incredible. And I was like, I was at the point where it was such a good story. I didn't want to miss it and then have it spoiled for me online or something. Right. So they've done a great job of making sure the storytelling and the narrative has been, you know, good and addicting enough to where that's going to bring players in. Um, so that's an incredible positive aspect, I think, of the way that the game is going. And if we can just get, you know, you know, the gameplay and that to match up, I think, you know, Destiny could be in a pretty dang good spot. Yeah, and I, I think Bungie, more than any company that I'm aware of that creates video games, is so, so committed to just the game itself. And I mean, if you think right. about the weekly updates that we get to read every week, what other company does this where you literally get updates every single week? And not only that, but there's like an entire large community that gets excited about it. Like you see the word TWAB. Where TWAB? Where trending, TWAB? Yeah. Trending on Twitter. People yeah. are knocking on Bungie's door waiting for the TWAB. So there's, there's a very strong community of Destiny players who really, really love the game and... You know, it, it really has become more of a hobby than just a game. You it know? is. It's and a hobby, hobby game. It's a lifestyle game. And I think, you know, a lot of people will see the negativity. Um, and there are a lot of players that have been, you know, hobbyists for Destiny that are going off and playing other games. And that's fine. You know, that's totally cool. But what I think is the most important thing to pull out of that is that as soon as you see a tweet go out, by Bungie or someone, you know, in regards to like something like the the D2 show, you know, the showcase next month. Right. Like it's going to be a pretty big deal. But everyone was like there was a, at this point um, on this day or at least that surrounding that three or four day period. There's a lot of negativity I was seeing on my timeline about Destiny and people being burnt out and wanting to play other games and stuff. But as soon as that tweet went out, you know, that announced that showcase, it was like a 360 like everyone a 360, like a 180, like everyone went back and went from the negativity and they're all like, Oh, I'm so hype about witch queen. And I'm so hype about this reveal. And, you know, I think Bungie gets it right. Like people in this community, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> like they're, they may go off and they play other games or they may stream other games, but as soon as there's new destiny content and there's something to talk about, they've built something so amazing that like, we're not going to go anywhere. We'll be back. You know, like we want to see, we love the game. We love the culture it's created. We love everything about it. And we know that, and Bungie knows that we'll be back and we'll be there to help celebrate new content. You know, when they announce it. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to that point, there's, there's so much negativity, like, and I love the destiny community, but a lot of times there's just too much negativity and it becomes overwhelming where I just want to, Get off Twitter because it's like no, I, I yeah. I if, I, if I had a dollar for every person who said I'm quitting Destiny, I'm not playing Destiny. I'm gonna go play Master Chief Collection now. I am right. moving games. Within mm -hmm. a week, you're back in Destiny. So stop. You know, right. yeah. It's like you'll and, you'll be even if they are leaving for a while, like they'll be back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not saying these people, you know, like, and I think you'll agree with me here is I don't think we're discrediting people's frustration and we're not discrediting people's, you know, lack of wanting to play the game. Like the cool thing here is that it's a video game, right? If you don't want to play it, you don't have to. There are plenty of really good games out there. There's plenty of really good ways that you can, you know, spend your time. Um, but there's a lot of people that still want to play Destiny and and love Destiny, and we can't discredit them either, right? So. At the end of the day, video games are supposed to be fun, right? You know, Destiny doesn't have to be a hobby game for you. It doesn't have to be. 
Um, it can be whatever you want it to be. That's because it's a video game. <laughs> so the negativity, you know, it bothered me at first, but I'm kind of taking it all with a grain of salt now. It's like, if you don't want to, you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But we'll see you at Witch Queen. Exactly. We will see you, Witch Queen, season 15. I mean, you know, if you're a Destiny fan, you always come back to it. And I'm, I'm the same way. I think I got frustrated one time with my Xbox and I got a PlayStation. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to go get Borderlands and I'm going to try to play a different game because I've been playing Destiny for so long. You know how long that took? Three days. And then I was back <laughs> yeah. at GameStop buying another copy of Destiny because I missed it so much. It's true. Because it's like, it's not the same. Like, and that's how I feel about every game. Like every game has something special to offer that I play, but it's not Destiny. And I, I don't know what it is, but Destiny has that special feeling that that camaraderie that level of fun and engagement that other games just don't give me and and that's yeah. the one that i appreciate about destiny so much and even this season the expunge missions have been really fun to play i think that the teams have done a really phenomenal job with that and you know as much as we can complain about the season not being as great or this and that but if you think about it like you paid ten dollars for content for the entire season i think mm -hmm. we've gotten ten dollars worth whether we got new crucible oh, maps or not whatever yeah. we got oh i I don't, I don't disagree with you i you know i think i just personally think destiny is different now and it, i mean and maybe that's just a personal opinion right um but with with the current seasonal model that they have is a lot of people are going to get burnt out and they're going to get burnt out really quick. It's all about how you play the content. And it's my own fault that I do that. Right. Like, like I told you earlier, I jump on the beginning of the season and I know life it for weeks, you know, and then it just and then content gets stale. But not everyone plays the game that way. Right. There's probably people right now as we speak that are still trying to get you know, the level 100 on their, you know, their season pass and all this other stuff because they don't have the time to hobby this game like everyone does, right? So everyone's in a different place. One last important point I do want to make um, on this specific topic is that I think it's also important, and this isn't me being negative, but I think it's also important that, you know, we don't necessarily become complacent, right? So like, everyone is kind of feeling that burnout right now. And I say everyone's going to be back and this and that. But eventually, you know, if certain things within the game and the way things are going don't change, like, I think that turnaround is going to happen sooner than it is later as far as where people leave and they may not come back, right? So as we sit here and say, oh, everyone will be back for this, everyone will be back for that. I think you're right in the near future, but we need to make sure that like Bungie doesn't, you know, oh, well, we don't need to do this or do that because they're just going to come back anyways. If we get to that point where it's, you know, a little bit of complacency and like that burnout lasts for longer periods of time, I think it could be an issue. Um, I don't know if you're getting what I'm putting down there, but I think it's important just to make sure that, you know, we are addressing our feedback in a, a positive way to Bungie and in a respectful way so that they can help make the game better over time, you know? So that's kind of my two cents on that. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's a great point. You know, I think that Bungie is doing everything that they can to bring us as, as rich of an experience as they can. I think that, sure. you know, creating video games is difficult. It's not easy to do. Um, and, I don't know if Bungie is is ever going to become complacent at this point because maybe the Bungie that released Destiny 1, maybe, because, you know, they were the creators of Halo. 
the biggest right. franchise in the gaming industry, period. I don't know if you can make an argument that any other game was bigger than Halo. You can maybe say Call of Duty, but they were the originators. And I think that gave them a lot of confidence, right? And the sure. old Bungie, they wouldn't release a roadmap and give us pretty much the map for what's coming in six months in a year and mm. the bungee we have today they're telling us hey witch queen is coming next year lightfall right. is coming the year after that mm-hmm. they're, they're a lot more transparent as a company because one we live in a very different time there are a lot of games there's there's a lot of competition especially with not only the games that we have now, but the games that are coming out very, really soon. I know we touched on Halo Infinite. That will be out this fall. We also have uh, the Bethesda game, Starfield, that will be coming out next year. So there's quite a bit of competition that Bungie will have when it comes to just overall video games. Uh, lots of games that are really big live service games like Fortnite and Apex Legends. So... I I think that Bungie is in a very interesting spot because they are humble enough to know that they need to really deliver in a big way, but they're also confident in the things that they do really well, like the story, like the art, like the music. And these are the things and the shooting mechanics. And those are the things that always brings us back into the game. And that's what I love about Destiny and Bungie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with all that. You know, it's, you know, maybe complacency wasn't the the right word necessarily to use there. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's important that, you know, there are people can say things, developers, community, everyone, you know, everyone has a voice. Um, and I think that it's also important, like, you know, anyone can put out like Bungie can put out and say that which queen is coming this time and this is coming this time and this is coming this time. But, there, you know, there's a lot of things that the community is really like at this point screaming for. Um, they want help with PVP. You know, they it's it's not the PVP. A lot of the people you see leaving the game are, are the PVP community and they want some love with PVP. I think that's coming. That's just my personal opinion. Um, that stuff, like you said, that doesn't take time. Making games is hard. I don't know anything about making video games. I'm not going to sit here and say, I know anything about it, but I know it's hard and I know I couldn't do it. Right. I'm here. I'm a, you know, consumer enjoying a product, right? I'm not a video game developer. Um, but we need to make sure we look at like some of these main, main issues that people are really looking for. They want, you know, better anti-cheat. They want this, they want that. Like these are huge, huge ticket issues. Um, that the community has been, you know, like I said, screaming from the rooftops for a long period of time now. So I think, yeah, like getting content in front of people is good, but making sure that they address some really important community led issues is what's going to make people feel better about, you know, playing the game and coming back to the game. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned something important, Crucible. And uh, I do think that Crucible has largely, I don't want to say it has been abandoned because I mean, we're getting trials every week and you know we're getting i mean sandbox i i I would say that and this is like i said another personal opinion but i i don't think abandon is a very wrong word to use i mean yeah there is trials but like look at how long it's been since there's been a new pvp map you know or a new mode and like things like crucible lab was was like really cool like where did that go like it really kind of feels like even if it hasn't legitimately but like it feels like it kind of has been abandoned 
you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's important that like, I'm really hoping that 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 stream next month on I believe it's August 24th, right, where they're supposed to be talking about Witch Queen and stuff. I really hope they do give us some information on, hey, we're really looking into PvP. And a lot of people are really happy about some of the recent, you know, like, you know, patching as far as like weapon looking back at weapons and certain abilities and stuff like that. But um, there's there's a lot more that needs to be given to PvP before people, I think, are going to feel relatively happy about that situation. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I mean, not having any new Crucible maps in multiple years, I mean, yeah, that's that's going to make players feel like they have been abandoned mm -hmm. and feeling that, you know, the developers aren't doing enough. And I don't create video games. I don't know how it is to build video right. games. But I can imagine not having any new Crucible map in such a long time. It's been over 500 days and... I want to say they stopped creating new Crucible maps when Crucible went free to play, right? Yeah, I don't know. After that, that happened, that, and then that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, crickets. And yeah. I think Crucible is very important for Halo, for Bungie, for Destiny, because at its sure. core, the player base was PvP, right? I mean, they also had PvE, but they need to find the right balance because. Mm -hmm. You know, I think from a PvE perspective, they're doing some really awesome things. From a PvP sure. standpoint, they have a long ways to go. I mean, like, I personally don't play Trials, for example, because one, I'm not that great, but two, I don't have the opportunity to be great at Trials because of all the cheating and everything that goes on where it just feels like it's so out of reach. Sure. No, you're 100% you're right. That's how, I mean, I was a... I was, I would say I'm almost, I was almost a PVP main, right? Like back in, in destiny one and very early, like D2, I thought PVP was great. Like I loved it. And for a lot of people, um, especially like the high end PVE, you know, like grinders, other than those folks, um, a lot of people used PVP kind of as their end game for destiny. Right. So like a lot of people would get, get through the stuff, get through the content, get the weapons they like. Maybe they were still kind of searching for some God rolls like here or there on, on weapons. But a lot of people were searching for those God tier weapons or God roll weapons to use in PVP, right? So like end game for a lot of Destiny people, including me at one point, was very PVP focused. And think, you know, you have trials every week. Yeah, but like really comp not really anymore like you don't really have an end game pvp so if you make the game the game mode like the pvp section of destiny kind of lacking in general and then on top of that not really give any like legitimate pv like pvp end game content it's going to be hard to like bring those people back into the game that want to consistently play pvp because if there's not new content people aren't going to come play if the content isn't good and there's it's cheaters everywhere and you're getting this and all, like no one's going to play that right so for a lot of people that kind of gets rid of their end game yeah no you're you're totally right and i i think that's what kind of i don't want to say ruined the game for me but it it definitely discouraged me from getting all of the really challenging items and pursuits because I felt like, okay, I've beaten the raid X amount of time, but after I beat the raid so many times, what's there? There's nothing there after that. Right. I beat the game. So for me to continue grinding for, let's say, an Iron Banner shotgun, why? 
What am I chasing? Right. right. And especially when the chance of getting the good role that you want is so slim, like you have to pick and choose what you do with your time. And sure. I think that's part of the reason why I have been playing the game a lot more casually recently, because I feel like there's no point after I get my, for example, vision of confluence to then go and try to get the adept vision of confluence. Right. Cause I already have one and I have good roles on it. So why? And now you're telling me I have to go back, play much harder content for a slight chance that I will get a better version of the thing that I already have, right? No, I, I, I feel that. I feel that 100%. Yep. Yeah. So uh, on a slightly different topic, what would you say is your favorite Bungie game of all time and why? Oh, God, that's so hard. Like, I mean, obviously, it's Halo versus Destiny, right? Like for, you know... For gaming in general, probably probably Halo, right? It was you even talked about it earlier. Revolutionary. It was the game. It was the most popular. Um, it kind of was every a lot of people's like first experience with a first person shooter. You know, it was their first experience with playing against their friends in PvP. Now this is even like I played Goldeneye with my friends back in the day. You know, that was that was my first PvP like experience when it came to an FPS, right? But for a lot of people, Halo was it. That's what got him in gaming. Probably personally for me is just Destiny, just because of like what Destiny's done for me, not only as a person, but like in my life, right? I've not only met my wife, you know, my best friends because of the game, but a very, very large handful of the people that I associate with uh, that are kind of like in my inner circle are all from and developed through the Destiny community. So Halo did a lot for gaming, I think, but for me personally, Destiny did a whole lot more community building um, and honestly building me as a person because it's like it's gotten me into things like content creation and all this other stuff that I probably never would have if it wasn't for Destiny. Yeah, dude, same here, same here. And I owe so much to Destiny and I love Halo. Halo was where it all began and Halo was very special for me. And I think that Halo Reach will always have a special place in my heart. But Destiny is just, that's, that's more than a game to me. It's, it has become a lifestyle. I think I own more merchandise from Destiny than I do from anything else that I own. Like, yep. at, what, at one point, I had so many t-shirts from Destiny that like, I had a new shirt for every day of the week. And it's like, Oh, yeah. I need to I need to change up my style because I, I look very samey at this point. So, <laughs> you know, it, it has become such a big part. Like um, it helped me to become a content creator and to start a podcast. I've met so many awesome people in the community. And if it wasn't for Destiny, I wouldn't really have a podcast and I wouldn't really right. have met so many people that I've met in this amazing community or really develop the confidence to go out there and hey let's let's do a podcast let's do it because like i'm very much an introvert uh naturally so for me bungie and destiny had had given me a lot of uh personal confidence and 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 allowed me to do a lot of things that i am able to do now and i'm very grateful for that yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and, and yeah and and it uh it also is something that I can enjoy with my friends, even though they might be thousands of miles away, but I can still experience those times with my friends and 
I don't, I'm not big on going out to like drink alcohol, for example. So for me, like, yeah, yeah, we, spend time. my wife and I, we don't, we don't drink at all. So like, yeah. So like, I'd rather just go out and have fun with my friends and just play destiny. And that's, you know what I do. Um, yep. but it, it definitely has become a pretty big part of my life. And I would say destiny would be that favorite game. But now I'm curious, mm-hmm. well, which, which game in the franchise specifically or which expansion would you say was like a standout for you whether oh, man, it's lower destiny uh, that's another hard question but um man probably yeah, it's kind of a mix of like oh, man this really is a hard question i know this is like kind of kind of unpe- unpopular opinion but even back in destiny one i really enjoyed like the rise of iron expansion um it, I don't know if there was something aesthetic about that. Um, but yeah, like that was one of my favorites when it comes to the Destiny franchise. Every single one, there's definitely ones that I enjoyed a lot less um, in Destiny when it comes to the expansions. I thought the story in Forsaken was was really good. Um, going back to everything involved in the Oryx storyline, when it, either that in like King's Fall and the Raid and all that other stuff was also really, really great. So it's really hard for me to pick one expansion that like stood out, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, Halo, it was just, I mean, I loved Halo three, um, was my favorite Halo and kind of everything in between then. But, um, yeah, destiny post-release content. Um, I don't know there was, there was a lot of really good stuff, but if I had to pick one, if you had a gun to my head, um, and told me to pick one, it would probably be either be Rise of Iron or probably just the Taken King because the Taken King was epic. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And you know, for me, I think Rise of Iron is also one of my favorite times in Destiny, and it may not even be for the reasons that you would think. Because yes, I think Wrath of the Machine was an amazing raid, one of my favorites. I think it that was it was me too. Yep. The expansion was great. I think there was mm-hmm. some awesome storytelling and trying to climb that mountain uh, in the tower or whatever the iron location. The was iron area, yeah. The iron area, there we go. Yeah, whatever. I know uh, what you're talking about. Like, yeah, there, there may have been, between me and, uh, and my wife, there were probably some um, non-great words that were shed while trying to climb that, um, that mountain. <laughs> love it and then of course we have the age of triumph the time when we really got everything and the kitchen sink in the game because they literally brought back every single raid in the yep. game and yep. i think that was such a cool time like where we got fault of glass and crota's end and it felt like there was so much end game to play and i really really enjoyed that time so that's one of my yeah. favorite times the other one that's really a standout to me is Forsaken because they killed Cade Six, one of my favorite characters in the game. And I think to this day, that time in the game was probably my favorite from a storytelling perspective because I emotionally care about Cade and they killed him. Oh yeah. There was, there was so many, there were so many emotions that were doing that. And I want to point out too, that I think as far as a marketing standpoint goes, I think, that was one of the best, like I think other people in the gaming industry probably looked at Bungie and applauded how well they promoted that expansion and how the marketing team did with, you know, 
everything that went along with, I remember seeing that first video and I know, you know what I'm talking about of, you know, when they announced forsaken, right. And you see Aldrin for the first time in the shot and the music behind that first sequence and everything about that was like ingenious in my opinion. And I'm like, creating hype and and everything like that so even looking at something that like the marketing for for something i think forsaken was like one of the biggest hype trains i've seen um in the community thus far yeah i think uh the marketing team at bungie they do a phenomenal job every single time i don't think there's ever an expansion <laughs> that i was not extremely excited and just knocking on the door to play i mean it would sure. always be like the special event where I would take the day off work, go get my destiny sushi and like, I'm ready to go, you know, yeah. every single time. And I will admit there were some moments when I got upset when I couldn't play the game and it's like, all right, dude, I took the day off work and now I'm ready to play, but I'm waiting in a queue and then I have to get back in the queue because something happened. Oh so, yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I am not excited about in the game, and I really hope they are able to fix it, especially with season 15 coming up fairly soon and with the Witch Queen. So I hope they add more servers so they can sustain all of these awesome events. I have, a, uh, I have a question for you. Is that okay? Yeah. I know this is your yeah, podcast. No, <laughs> let's go. Let's do I'm it. Going, going back in that, and I know this is kind of like a weird and touchy question, but what is what would you pick probably as your least favorite expansion uh, to Destiny specifically? And let me let me clarify. Now, I wouldn't say least favorite like you didn't like it, right? But like out of if you had to scale them all, like what your favorite was, like we just talked about Rise of Iron and Forsaken, like what was kind of at the lower end? Let me word that differently. The lower end of the list, not one, not saying you disliked it, just saying what was your least favorite? Uh, that's that's very easy for me uh, because uh, the Osiris expansion was probably the lowest time in the game for me. Okay. A lot of a lot of mistakes were made, especially around the holiday time. I don't know if you remember when Bungie took the time off. There were some controversies about you know uh, throttling XP and and just mm -hmm. things, and that was a really low point for me in the game. And yeah, it uh, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that for me was a was just a very very low point. Every other expansion, I mean, I think I enjoyed more. But that specific one, I just, I, I got excited about it. Then I played it and I was like, oh man, what is this? This is not what I signed on for. And also right. remember, we got raid layers during that time. And actually, yeah. I want to say, which, which raid layer did we get with uh, Osiris? Was it Spire? No. Uh, Curse of Osiris. And that was, let's see. We're doing some investigation. Eater, Eater of Worlds. Okay, so that was the EW. And okay. actually, I'll tell you what. I actually enjoyed Eater of Worlds more than Spire of Stars. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, was I wasn't a fan of any of those raids. I'm, now, let me clarify. I'm not a huge raider in general. Um I do. I've done, I think, every single Destiny raid at least once or twice, but it's not, you know, it's not my content that I can come back to day after day after day to to do. But um, I liked the original Leviathan raid. I thought it would, you know, the, the one that launched with the game, but I thought that was a lot of fun and I did spend a lot of time in that. But the layers, 
didn't really do it for me. Um, I'm more of a full size raid, like last wish, full on Leviathan, you know, kind of person. Um, but like I said, that's just my 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 kind of opinion. Um, ironically enough for me, if uh, I know you didn't ask, but just in case you're curious, because I'm about to tell you anyways, I guess. Um, Beyond Light was kind of honestly my least favorite major expansion. Beyond Light, really? Yeah, like I, I, I don't know what it is about it. Like I, I wasn't super, and that's that's just the the base expansion. I'm not talking about the intertwined season or the seasons that came after it, that kind of thing. But base content with Beyond Light, it it just did not do it for me. You know, like I think you know the the new space and everything was really really pretty but like i i wasn't a huge fan of the story and you know with all of that stuff like it just wasn't it didn't catch me like anything else had you know and i you know when we're talking you talked about the osiris expansion and those things I, those were like a smaller size right they were kind of like bite size expansion chunks um when it came to those and it was like pushing into the whole seasonal model kind of thing but when it comes down to major major expansions for the game um beyond light just didn't catch me like everything else did for some reason yeah i i see what you mean i mean i i think the environment was really cool uh i do like the destination that they brought with beyond light but there was nothing really there that was very meaningful yeah it didn't give me that like you know most of, i mean with forsaken and all those other expansions like you were grinding real hard right like there was a lot of stuff there to do and all that stuff and beyond light i got i remember even like it was the day of or the day after that i started playing i kind of got to a point where like you go through the main story and then you kind of do those hunt the empire hunts and all that stuff and it was like i got to a point where i was like all right now what do i do you know and it was like very quickly after launch i felt that way and i didn't really feel like i had you know bulldozed through the content like i like i could have even and i I still kind of felt that way yeah, I, I think the Empire Hunts, I mean, they were kind of fun. They weren't bad, but I think that there wasn't a whole lot of reason for you to play them. And then the Deepstone Crypt raid, I mean, it was a decent raid. I don't think it was a terrible raid, but it definitely wasn't uh, in my top five by right. any means. Not at all. And I think the Dawning started to kind of overstay its welcome. Iron Banner, I don't even want to get started with Iron Banner. Um, yeah we don't we don't have to talk about that tonight and then we have trials of course which is another thing so yeah i I can definitely see your perspective with uh beyond light i was excited to play beyond light because it was a new major expansion so from that perspective i'm happy with getting something new versus nothing new right right oh for sure you know and i think the glassway strike wasn't too bad yeah, it it's not fine. my now, favorite. We also have to keep in mind, I you know, I don't necessarily like to um, criticize Beyond Light too much because that expansion was, you know, created and finalized and put out during, you know, kind of the worst part of the pandemic, right, where everything was getting locked down and they were changing everything about how they were working and this kind of thing. So, you know, I'm definitely not like going after anyone because I understand that expansion was probably one of the hardest pieces of content to ever push as publishers and or as, a, you know, a studio. Um, but yeah, so just keeping that in mind, too. Now, was it Beyond Light when Bungie switched over to a seasonal model? I, I don't recall if it was during Beyond Light or if it was during Forsaken when they made that switch. I think it. I, that's a really good question. I'm pretty sure it was was Beyond Light. 
honestly, the, where they like went full on into the seasonal model, as far as I remember. Yeah, and I think for me that the whole seasonal model overall, it just, I don't want to say it's bad, but it, it tries to mimic too much of Fortnite and it just, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. And I think that, you know, they tried to make the content more rewarding in past seasons by giving you different armor sets that you can acquire, but that became a way for you to pretty much more easily level up your character right? beyond anything else. So the seasonal ladder doesn't really give me anything of real value. I think it just, I don't know. I was never a big fan of My value is like the end of it, right? Like you get a couple skins, you get a really cool gun skin, you get some armor skins and those are at the very end of the pass. And that's really all I'm personally concerned about. But it's like, I wish they had those rewards by having you do like a campaign, a quest, something that is just beyond grind for XP until yeah. your head falls off, you know? Yeah, no, that, we're, we're definitely on the same page when it comes to that, for sure. Yeah. So, Sean, on a slightly different topic, I know sure. Shadow Price is on vacation tonight. So what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, man. I, I don't even remember the last time I've actually been on. Are you saying like, where, where's the fa- my favorite place I've been on vacation? Or if I had to choose where to go right now, where would I go? Well, let's, where would you go if you could choose any place to go on vacation? Oh, man, that's such a hard question. I probably should have thought about it when I asked you if that was the actual question. Um, if I could go anywhere right now, it would probably be... Um, to california like at least at least west coast so california um i would love to go back to seattle um so yeah probably anywhere on the west coast of the united states right now just and we also have a ton of friends you know we haven't seen any of our in real life friends in such a long time um there's a lot of people in seattle in california like over in that area that i would like to see and hang out with Things are still a little bit sketchy to be flying over there for me personally, but hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, I I think for me, Seattle would definitely be on top of that list because visiting Bungie would be pretty epic. Oh, yeah, that's definitely part of the reason why we want to go to Seattle. You know, my sister lives out in Seattle, so I've been there pretty frequently in my past it's just you know i haven't been doing a ton of traveling not just in the past year but like in the last like four or five years really um just like focusing down on on work and everything else but um yeah and it would be nice to go back out to seattle yeah it would definitely be nice to 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 visit bungie and you know there's a lot of really cool people in that area too i'd like to to meet up with and get back to a little bit of normalcy you know yeah no absolutely and you know the other place where i'd love to visit japan because i love yeah, sushi that's, we're like the same person like oh, for some dude. of the things it's like really ridiculous but like yeah we we've always wanted to go to japan and that's still on our bucket list of places i didn't know we were going that far like out of the country i thought we were just like mini vacation but yeah japan 100 percent would love to go there yeah that would be so amazing and i i i, I don't know if they already built nintendo land but they were building something for nintendo in japan yeah 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 so excited for that and other than that like i i want guardian con back i want for there to be a live event that i can go and it's funny because i wouldn't have to travel that far i'm only 30 minutes from orlando at this oh, point Oh, really okay cool yeah i'm dude i'm really close 
So it would be really awesome to be able to attend GCX, hopefully next year when they do it live. Because, I mean, for me, it's a matter of, like, I've met so many amazing people in this community and getting to meet them in person and to hang out with them, like, that would be so freaking epic. Yeah, it's one of the most surreal, you know, things in the entire world. Like, we, even when we went back, you know, previously, I went to the first ever um, sweat con, we called it. So it was like the first ever gathering, you know, of, of Destiny folks, which was like the original Destiny con. It was literally in this, like, sketchy steakhouse, like, bar. Um, but, like, seeing all the people at that time that, you know, like, I've, I've looked up to in the community, you know, Gathalian and Broman and, like, all these people that, like, helped develop such amazing communities in the destiny space it was just like you see those people streaming you talk to those different people in chat and then all of a sudden you get off a plane and they're like standing right in front of you and it's like the most surreal thing in the entire world to to meet all these people because you all the people that we've met at these cons that we've been to in the destiny community is like it's not weird right you're you're obviously happy and excited and there's hugs and there's laughter but at the end of the day like you already know this person right (laughs) like you are you're already their friend they're already like your family right so you just show up and you just kind of go about your life you're just not talking through a microphone anymore you're just in real life so it's definitely some of the cool coolest experiences you'll get and i really do hope you get to experience that like incredibly soon yeah no next year for sure as long as they don't have any lockdowns here I am definitely planning on attending and I'm I'm so excited to attend. And this is going to be my very first Guardian Con. I have not had a chance to attend. And, you know, since starting the podcast, a lot of things have happened in the world. And yeah. we just haven't had the opportunity to come out and just be a part of it. So for me, that would be the ultimate form of just geeking out and just... Like, I don't know how I would react if I saw the people from Bungie. Because even to this day, like, I had, you know, Cosmo on the podcast, uh, I want to say like two years ago or a year and a half Uh ago, like that. But like, just being able to see these people in person and shake their hand and say, thank you for creating my favorite game. Dude, that would be the ultimate, ultimate experience. Yeah, it really is cool. I I think Cosmo was one of the first people that, that Sam and I ran up and hugged when we saw him the, like right outside of the hotel that we were staying at. It was, yeah, we have a really cool, I wish I would have known we were talking about this cause I have some really cool pictures that I could have, sh- I'll show you, but um, yeah, it was definitely memories were made uh, down in Florida. Absolutely. Oh man. And hey, next, next year when they have guardian con, we'll definitely have to link up and. Uh, oh yeah. We'll, and we'll make a ton more in the future. I guarantee it. I'm so excited. That's going to be really awesome. And I did want to also ask, I know that we kind of touched on this very early on in the show, and that is that you have a podcast that you do called The Bartley's Podcast. Yeah, it's and such a creative name, I know, right? So, like, I wanted to learn about that. What is your podcast about? How would you guys get started with it? Yeah, so... um we're actually, that's cool that you bring that up. We're actually, we're coming, we took a little bit of a hiatus from doing the podcast just because of, you know, like lots of stuff. Um, oh yeah. By the way, my wife is in the the live chat for the podcast right now was, uh, mentioning that we got a surprise, uh, Luke Smith visit too, when we were at the last con. Um, so we got to randomly meet Luke Smith, which was one of the coolest experiences of the entire thing. But anyways, um, so Luke Smith, if you're listening out there, it was a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Um, 
but yeah, so we, uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus from the podcast. We're going to be coming back soon, but it was just, you know, my wife and I have so many things in common. Um, we, we do separate things for like our jobs and stuff, but we, we have a huge passion for a lot of things, you know, together, uh, whether it be anything in, in gaming or entertainment and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of times we would sit in uh, discords with our friends and stuff and they would joke, Oh, you guys should have a podcast. And we, we're actually talking on a podcast to one of our good friends, Dan Finity. I'm sure you're very aware of Mr. Dan Finity, but um, awesome. we were on his podcast and it was it was me and her and, and Dan just chatting for an hour or two. And it was just hilarity. And it was a really good, good time. And we all kind of just vibe. So it was kind of like Sam and I were just like, hey, we should we should do a podcast. Like, why can't we do one? You know, maybe people want to hear what we have to say. So. We started doing them. It's been a lot of fun. Like I said, we just took a kind of a quick break from from doing them and we're going to be coming back soon. But, you know, mostly mostly gaming related material just because like we're both gamers, but we're we're so different of gamers. Like we obviously love Destiny and we love some of the same you know games, but we also love very different games. So it's really good with, you know, being able to for her to dive into some of her favorite games that I know nothing about, you know, and then some of the games that I'm really interested in, um, you know, I can talk about and she can learn about too. So um, kind of just about a split passion of both of us just loving to to not only talk to each other, um, but to share what we're doing and, and thinking and living with everybody else. So yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. And it's really cool that uh, uh, Sam had mentioned that you both got to meet Luke Smith, which is just. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I saw that in the chat. It was, it was random. And someone had texted me. One of our friends um, had texted us and was like, Oh, by the way, Luke Smith's back here. And we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, that's fine. And we walked back. Cause I, like I said, I was the DJ for that con. So it was, I was super lucky and, you know, honored to be able to have, I had a creator pass for that. So I got to go backstage and hang out with everybody. And sure enough, Luke Smith was just chilling back there and, we went up, took a picture with him. It was a really cool experience, very unexpected, but um, yeah, good times. That's that's pretty epic. Wow, mm-hmm. I am I'm not jealous at all. No way. So, <laughs> on that note, what is what's next for you? I know you have an album coming out in September. Sure. And um, other than that, what are you working on? I'm I'm working on tons of stuff. Like I said, I'm trying. You know, I um I help content creators and everyone else and I produce music for them. So I'm, I do commission work for them, um, for anyone that needs music for their stream, whether it be for like, um, stream intros, podcast themes, YouTube themes, like anything that you want custom music produced for you for, um, I can do. And I love doing that so much. And it's been so awesome to be able to work with everybody and help kind of like shape their brands on online with some amazing music. So I'm doing that. I also am, continuing to do a lot of uh, sound design for some companies, um, working on my own music. Um, I stream when I can. It's been really hard uh, to stream video games right now because we've been having some pretty deep internet issues, which we're trying to resolve as soon as possible. But um, I try to stream uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, you know, I stream for fun and I like to do a lot of variety. There's obviously Destiny there when it's, you know, and it's in its good times, right? But um, I just like to play games that I'm enjoying. Um, and I'm just going to keep on keeping on the goal is to help, um, you know, kind of push alter lock the label forward and to, to branch that out to become kind of a hub for, you know, safe, um, material, art, music, everything else for content creators in that, in that general space. So, um, focus on getting my album out right now. Um, hopefully that'll be uploaded and available for pre-order wherever, uh, 
you stream your music, you should be able to pre-order that um, and pre-save that, rather, I should say, very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, that album's called High Gravity Days. That'll be out uh, this September. And, you know, I'm just playing video games. we got Halo coming up. we got a lot of other stuff. There's a couple other games I'm really excited for that are coming up, too. And then we'll be seeing uh, New Destiny season and the reveal on the 24th. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. So I'm doing a couple things, you know, one or two. Just a few. Only a few. Just You're not a few. that busy. Just, just a trying, few things. Trying to keep busy. I love, uh, that's the thing is, like, Sam and I, we like to stay busy. We like to have a lot of fun. So we work really hard, you know, but we're working really hard while we're playing really hard because, you know, we like to have a good time and to create lots of great content. And, um, you know, we just didn't, we're enjoying life right now. So we're just kind of getting through it, getting through that thing called life with everyone else, just trying to do it with a smile on our face, you know? Love it. That's awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your amazing journey with our community. What an amazing, amazing journey that it has been for you and Sam. And we, you did mention something that I do want to talk about a little bit on the show today. It's not yep. Destiny. I'm sorry, but, but it's big enough where we probably should talk about it. And yep. 343 Industries made an announcement that we have a Halo Infinite multiplayer technical test that was supposed to come out yesterday, I want to say. Uh, it was it was supposed to come out today. Um, there's actually there's a couple. They've tweeted some updates. I'm kind of like watching that on my side monitor as we we uh, chat today. But um, you know, it's a technical test for Halo. It's going to be really cool. You're going to be playing against bots uh, most of the time, but it's going to be able to test their servers. Um, and the servers are having a little bit of a hiccup right now, but that's why they they do flights like this. That's why they do technical tests. They're not betas, right? So this is a technical test. So this is um, giving them the ability to test out their servers. And they found a bug in their servers when they were trying to get everything going. So um, I know some people will be a little bit frustrated, but that's exactly going as planned because that's the whole point of these tech tests is to find bugs and issues like that. So they're working through them as far as I can see online right now at the time of recording this. Um, it's 830 Eastern time and they're working on getting them. They're still planning on getting them up tonight, it looks like. So looks like some people will be able to play some Halo Infinite. You know, it might be late tonight, but it looks like they're trying to get them going tonight. So, And I am so excited about that because for me, I haven't played Halo in quite some time. I, I did go back and play some Halo Reach on my Xbox Series X. But beyond that, like, I haven't really had the experience of just having a new multiplayer game, too. Like, you know, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I, it, it looks great. I even I jumped back on the Master Chief collection last night just to, like, make sure I didn't, you know, make a complete fool of myself if and when um, I would be streaming some Halo Infinite. But um, it's one of those things you kind of it's like riding a bike. If you've ever played Halo, you know, it's kind of easy to just pick it up and play hopefully infinite kind of has that classic halo feel you know that everyone's kind of looking for so it'll be a little bit easier for them to just pick up and be like oh yeah this is halo but you know what else is really exciting about this specific game for me sean what's that? that like in past halo games they didn't really run in a hundred plus frames at least not for oh, me yeah, because yeah. one i didn't really have the pc that can run and push the frames but also, like, technologically, we really weren't there, right? Right. And now we have that. We have that ability to play these games in 100-plus frames. 
having the power of the Xbox Series X. I actually have a TV that can play natively in 120 frames. So nice. having that with 4K, like, man, it's it's a dream come true. It's everything yeah, it's that I wanted as a kid gorgeous. growing up. Yeah. Yep. So No, I agree with you. It's exciting. Good times. And, and you were invited to the multiplayer tech technical test correct yeah so i'm just yeah i'm just kind of wait we're all everyone that was invited um if you got lucky enough i know that i was watching the stream uh yesterday and they are going to try to get you know hundreds of thousands of people into this first test but they said there's going to be a you know a multitude of tests in the future so if you didn't get in this time you'll probably get in at some point as they start ramping them up because they're probably and this is just a prediction from what they were saying but they're probably going to be testing um right up until launch it looks like just to make sure the launch goes as planned it's a really important launch you know not saying that halo is more important than any other game but imagine halo infinite going live and just being completely smashed and broken like it obviously they don't want that to happen right this is one of the most anticipated games of all time i guess can i say that probably um so yeah technical tests are definitely there to help make sure that nothing goes wrong and it's already going wrong, which actually fits into the plan. They want them to go wrong right now so they can fix them. Yeah, and, and I don't mind, you know, having to wait to play. I mean, it just means, you know, we get to hang out. And when we do get to play, it'll be that much more fun and exciting and that much better. So mm-hmm. um, I'm stoked. And fun, fun little story. I did not know that I was invited to play the Halo Infinite technical test. I saw tweets about it. I I saw YouTube videos from different content creators sharing that it was coming. Mm -hmm. But um, the reason why I found out about it was I actually went into my emails and I like typed in Halo into the search bar and I happened to find that one email from Halo. And I didn't realize it was an invitation to play, but I looked a little bit closely at the uh, title of the email and the message and Luckily enough, I was invited, so I'm definitely going to take some time to play tonight after the podcast. Hopefully, we are able to play. And uh, yeah, if not today, we, probably tomorrow. But yeah, yeah. and and three four three industries did release a an article on HaloWaypoint.com sharing some additional insights into this technical test. And uh, some noteworthy comments that I'd like to point out. If you are a content creator or a streamer, guess what? You can share your gameplay footage of the technical test on every platform that you are on, whether it be Twitch or YouTube. So that was really cool of the developers and the publishers to allow for players to show off what they're playing, which is a little with a technical test with you know, potentially having so many issues, I was surprised to see that they did make that decision. They must be pretty confident in their, um, their product. That's, that's what I took out of it, right? They must be really confident in the build that people are going to get their hands on. They did mention they had a stream yesterday where they talked a little bit about some of the things you mentioned, but, um, they did say that this build that everyone's getting their hands on is a couple months old. Um, but they've spent a lot of time on that build, right? You know, tweaking and making adjustments. So, yeah, my guess is they're really confident in the build that people are going to get their hands on. And, you know, if you're confident in something, you might as well project it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And 
officially, this technical test is supposed to launch today, July 29th. Uh, and it's supposed to go until Monday, August 2nd. I would yeah, imagine we'll, we'll see if that changes, but yeah. 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 And they might, you know, uh, push that up an extra day to allow us an extra day to play, but we'll see. Now, here's the fun thing for me available content bot slayer, weapon drills, and waypoint V next. So it looks like we're getting three maps that we'll be able to play on with this technical test. And uh, Halo support will be available for players. Uh, throughout the weekend so if you do run into any issues you will have a form of support via email and through the halo waypoint website so make sure to utilize those resources to let the developers know if anything went wrong so that way they can make the game even better when the game does launch this fall yes sir and we also have some uh, previews for different goals that they had with this technical test. Uh, some of the things they hope to achieve is to test the services behind the game at a larger scale, to gather real-world data from PC hardware configurations. That's cool because I am excited to be able to play this game on PC. I have my 3070 graphics card, so um, nice. I think I'll be ready. I think I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, also, they noted that they highly encourage players to read the latest Inside Infinite, which will share more information about the flighting process uh, and details on how to accomplish the goals that the developers had set out uh, in order to have the most optimal experience. If you're an AMD player... You should uh, make sure that your AMD graphics driver is version 21.6.1 or later uh, because earlier versions of the drivers will not be compatible and will result in some pretty big problems with the test. So if you happen to have an AMD graphics card, uh, make sure to get that updated before this new technical test goes live. In addition to that, uh, the developers at 343 noted a bug relating to matchmaking that can result in a player being unable to join into a session, causing a timeout. Uh, when this occurs, uh, players are advised to join a different game in progress after a brief time. So that could help you if you are experiencing any issues with that. Um, in addition to that, there were some crash uh, problems that uh, the developers had found, so something else to be aware of. And then they, they did note a few other issues. But moving on to some of the fun stuff, the included content, the first thing they talk about is Bot Slayer. At the very center of this technical preview will be the Bot Slayer playlist, which features four players squaring off against four bots on one of three possible maps. Live Fire, uh, Bazaar, and Recharge. So nice. it looks like there are three maps, and uh, Split Screen will not be supported. So heads up there. If you are planning on playing with your friends, co-op, that will not be available during this test. 
But now, does that mean that split screen will be available in the final product? Yeah, yeah. They already announced that um, it, they will. Yep. Oh, OK. That's that's got to be exciting. Yes. And with bots, they are bringing uh, a brand new addition to Halo. Um, it looks like bots will utilize dedicated servers in a different way than standard matchmaking games. So it's going to be critical that they can test that out on a larger scale. It sounds to me like bots will be just the normal part of the game uh, in certain uh, different modes. So that's really interesting to see. And also the fact that they are introducing dedicated servers, I think that's going to be a really big plus. Now I'm wondering if these dedicated servers will be brought into the core multiplayer experience. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, I think that would be... That could potentially solve a lot of the problems that we have with Destiny with PvP. So I, I'm really excited to see what de- dedicated servers are able to bring to the game with Halo Infinite. Yes, sir. And then they also talked about a few other things. Uh, they're going to kick things off with the lowest skill level of bots on a single map to help everyone get acclaimed and ease into the experience. If the community can collectively help to hit daily engagement goals over the course of this technical test, they will increase the bot skills and add more maps. Oh, wow. Okay, so we could potentially get even more maps. The more bots you slay, the more experience will evolve. They'll get more deadly with each update. So dive in early and often to make sure you've got a handle on what skills they're bringing to the battlefield. Wow. So that kind of, that's really interesting. Because that kind of sounds to me like zombies in Call of Duty, where you play waves of enemies and they just get more difficult. Good AI. Yeah. Good AI, yeah, that would be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And uh, so, yeah, drop in each day to see how the game evolves. I like that. That encourages yeah. us to go out there and play. Yeah, it should be it should be a fun weekend. Hopefully, that you know everything works and all that stuff, and they get everyone in there. Yeah, and then they also talked about creating something called a social arena. And if they're able to hit their target engagement with the uh, testing of the bot slayer uh, mode, they will open up a 4v4 social arena slayer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it looks I'm like excited. it looks like it's mostly you know bots until the end of the weekend, and then they actually turn on you know PvP essentially. So. Okay, so they'll they'll be scaling that up. Yeah, and uh, it looks like they're bringing some really sweet weapons into the game. Uh, it looks like they're bringing back the MA forty AR, the BR seventy five, the MK fifty Sidekick, the CQS forty eight Bulldog. The Needler is coming back. Oh man, they did not say the Needler, dude. I miss the Needler. Classic. Wow. The Plasma Pistol, the S7 Sniper, the VK-78 Commando, uh, the Pulse Carbine. Oh, man. They're bringing back 
so many awesome things here into the game. So there's going to be a slew of weapons to play, and uh, we will get a chance to see some of the uh, previews of Battle Pass and the menu UI with the new game. And it looks like if you are a Halo Insider, you'll also get some in-game credits that you can utilize uh, with the Battle Pass that will be coming out. Yeah, okay. so you'll, be, so you'll, yeah you can you know, have the opportunity to kind of like play with some of the cosmetics and stuff that are in the game, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I, I think that uh, I, I didn't realize that they're bringing so many awesome things into this technical test because I thought it was just a matter of playing two or three maps. But mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like there's a decent, decent amount of content. Yeah. And it's going to be taking place from technically from July 29th until August 2nd, but they are having some issues with the launch tonight. So we might be able to play either later tonight or tomorrow. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And if you signed up for the technical test, please check your emails to make sure you don't miss it because you may have gotten an invite and you just didn't know about it. Correct. So, Sean, what are you excited about with this technical test the most? I mean, just, you know, I'm not expecting too much from it. I'm just, you know, it'll be it'll be nice to get into the engine, right? Because this is all new for Halo. It's, you know, they built built a brand new engine from the ground up, like they've said. And so it's going to be really cool to get into the game and just feel it. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You get into a game, you kind of just feel what it looks like. You get a you get an idea for how the game plays, your movement, all that fun stuff. So. You know, this is I'm treating it as literally what it is, just a technical test. I'm not treating this as a beta or an alpha even. Um, I just want to get in and kind of experience the game, get a feel for it, try out some of the weapons. And uh, hopefully it'll be enough to get me excited for for launch. Yeah, no, well said. And I, I think for me, I'm I'm excited to play new multiplayer. You know, I'm excited to experience new Halo and to get a glimpse of what we're going to get a chance to play this fall. Uh, I think that for me personally, I will be spending quite a bit of time in Halo Infinite when the game comes out. So getting a chance to preview it yeah, so soon, I mean, I think that's awesome. And getting a chance to experience some of the Battle Pass content and also to get a chance to use my Needler, man. I'm, I'm excited for that and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Yeah, and Guardians, make sure if you are interested, learn more by visiting halowaypoint.com. And on that note, we have one more thing to talk about tonight on the show. We have a Bungie weekly update, as we do each week from Bungie. And this week, we got some more information about what is coming in Season 15. And I'm talking about crossplay. So I, yes. I personally am so excited for crossplay because for me, a lot of my friends don't play on PC. And being able to play on PC and enjoy the game with them would be really, really awesome. Because for me, my experience on consoles is not as good as it is on PC. I really like having my Discord and just having. Uh, frames 
high frame. Yeah. Yeah, like everything about it is just such an awesome experience and being able to no longer have the barrier of not being able to play with your friends while being able to experience the game no matter of where you want to play. I think that's a pretty awesome, awesome prospect and I'm I'm excited. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, and coming from like, you know, a content creator, you know, perspective on crossplay too, it's gonna be huge because, you know, a lot of people do, you know, um helps and stuff for raid helps and trials helps and all that stuff. So it's going to make it really easy for content creators to play with their community because it won't really matter if they're on PC or Xbox or whatever. Um, they can just play together. So that'll be really neat for them. DMG also reminded us in this week's Bungie weekly update that Solstice of Heroes is sadly coming to an end as of Tuesday, August 3rd. So you got a little bit more time to get your bread if you have any armor objectives that you need to finish or any of the glows, you have a deadline and the clock is ticking. So between so your Halo gameplay, get to it, Guardians. And not only that, but we have August 24th. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. <laughs> and we will be getting a really awesome reveal on August 24th. Now, I'm curious, will this reveal show anything from the next major expansion yes. with the Witch Queen? Absolutely. I almost guarantee it, yep. I mean, I mean, the Witch Queen logo is kind of the, the logo of the thing, so that's what gives me, like, an inclination they'll at least show something. Um, I definitely, if you remember, I, I don't remember exactly which reveal it was, um, but if you remember a little bit, um man was it beyond light i think it might have been beyond light was the they had a reveal for that and not only did they um release content from beyond light and what was coming in the future of destiny but then at the very end they announced the new seasonal content so i don't know do you know off the top of your head when this season ends that we're in right now and the next one starts because if that lines up directly with the reveal that would make a lot of sense uh, let's take a look and see when season 15 begins in Destiny. I don't know if they've actually formally announced the date of the next season yet, though. So I would assume it would be August 25th. There you go. Because August 24th is when this current season will end. So naturally would mean that so that is literally something. exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, from my perspective of what happened with Beyond Light, they kind of did a reveal of, of that. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, by the way, this is the new season and you go play right now. Right. So they were literally like, this is happening right now, which I believe because this season is going to, you know, that story narrative is going to take us right into Witch Queen, I believe. Um, so it would make sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. That would make a lot of sense. And I'm I'm excited to see how the narrative moves into the next season because I know that Bungie has been doing some really cool environmental storytelling in past seasons, right before oh, yeah. the new content comes out. And with everything happening with the narrative this season, everything that we're hearing about Sabathun and 
all of the characters that we're seeing this season and how everything's unfolding with Lakshmi. It's going to be really interesting with how everything kind of unfolds as this current season concludes and as we go into the next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, assuming um, that the next season is going to be, you know, kind of a prelude to Witch Queen. Um, so you're right. It is going to be really interesting to see how the narrative from this season moves into the next season and then through the following season, how it sets us up for, you know, the next major expansion in the game. So, um, yeah, I'm look. I mean, you don't have to be playing it right this second to be excited about the future of the game. And I'll tell you right now, I'm excited for the future of the game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And and here's what Co- uh, what Cosmo, what DMG had to say about crossplay that will be coming in season 15. And he noted that as they prepare for liftoff, the crossplay team is providing a quick tour of crossplay. How do you add friends? How will matchmaking work? What will the UI look like? A bunch of answers will be found below. Bungie will have a few images to help guide guardians through the user interface and to know what to expect at launch. Quick note, these previews will be in English, but the crossplay UI will be included with all supported languages. Uh, also, without further ado, we're going to dive into it. So the crossplay team uh, shares several things about the new changes that we'll be getting with season 15. Um, and let's dive into it. So first, we'll talk about your garden's identity, naming changes, bungee friends, uh, fire team invites, and multiplayer privacy crossplay matchmaking, crossplay communication, and the crossplay roadmap that will be coming with season 15. Nice. Uh, and we got a chance to see some of these things here um, in terms of how the user experience will look like. And it looks like there are symbols right next to your gamer tag that indicate where you are playing. Now, here's something really interesting that I caught on to, and I don't know if you saw this, but you have a symbol for Steam, Stadia, the best place to play, <laughs> a PlayStation 5, but then you also have Windows. So that means that the game will also be coming to Windows, correct? In addition to Steam. Windows, Windows, I... I... I don't think th- I think it's just inferring PC there. I may be over. Yeah, I don't know if we're overlooking that, but um, yeah, usually when they when they mention that it's like Windows, it means PC. But 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 take a look because you see a symbol for Steam all the way at the top, mm-hmm. but then below okay. where at the third down you see a Windows icon. So that means that this indicates there are two platforms that will be available. On PC, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's coming to PC Game Pass huh. eventually too. Yeah, that would be really interesting if it did. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because it is available on regular Game Pass right now. Um. So if they brought that to the PC version of Game Pass, that would be very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. You might have just caught something there that no one know that I didn't realize right off the get go either. Huh. That would be interesting because I do have Game Pass uh, Ultimate. And that would make the game quite a bit of a value if you are able to also have access 
using your Game Pass subscription. So that would mean that you don't even have to purchase the expansion. You just need to get Game Pass Ultimate and then you get access to everything. Everything? We'll find out. Yeah. And and also, what does this mean for the relationship between Halo or not Halo, but Xbox, Microsoft and Bungie? Right. Because this could lead to other opportunities for them to work closely together if this is something that will be coming to play. Now, I do want to touch on a few other things. Uh, DMG talked about what's in a name. And they stated that as part of the creation of Bungie names, we will be running all player names through a character filtration process and an offensive term moderation process. First, we will be stripping out all characters that are unable to display in the game or that can't be typed into the player's search box via console or virtual keyboards. This means some of the extended character sets that were supported for players on Steam will no longer be able to be used. Uh, wow. That's... Yeah, you can't you can't make you can't make funny names anymore. <laughs> That's really interesting. So I wonder how this will impact Shadow Price because they also mentioned names of weapons. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay. So many questions. Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. And then, like, what's going to happen with my name? Because Cornholio, depending on what platform I'm playing on, sometimes it gets flagged for. Uh, in my opinion, no reason, because, I mean, it's a Beavis and Butthead reference. Right. But will Bungie censor my name and make me change it? Well, here you go. When the, when the, when the crossplay comes out, that could be the name of that episode of the podcast. Will my name be safe? Tune in next week to find will out. Will my name be safe? I love that. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. going to be the name of the episode for that week. I'm glad, glad I could provide that for you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. And and Bungie goes into more information. Uh, you've got friends and me. The Bungie roster experience has always been an essential part of Destiny. For crossplay, Bungie wanted to deliver a simple experience, no matter where your friends might be playing. To make this happen, Bungie created a system to bridge the platforms called Bungie Friends. Now, Bungie didn't want to add considerable complexity so you'll still find all of your friends in one flat list to make it a bit easier to find a specific friend bungie added a platform filter you can still see just the friends who are logged into the same platform as you did before Uh, you've also been able to have a clan member across multiple platforms in destiny 2 but finally with the launch of crossplay you'll be able to see everyone who's online and team up and earn your clan rewards Ooh, okay i like that and hopefully there will be new friends that you made in your clan now i'm curious about one thing what if your clan is on xbox and one clan is on playstation wouldn't you need to have separate clans across different platforms correct Yes. So I'm I'm curious how they address this with crossplay coming. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's gonna be interesting. 
as and it is. And talk about some more stuff, the one where you find your friends. Crossplay without any easy way to add friends doesn't get the job done. As such, there are three different ways to add friends from all platforms to your Bungie friends. First, you can log into Destiny 2 on any device that you want to play. Uh, and then uh, you can issue a request via the roster screen. Uh, additionally, you can search for your friends using the player search tool on the invite screen. And finally, using Bungie.net friend uh, finder, you can find and link with all of the platforms and uh, send out friend requests directly from Bungie.net, which is really nice as well. One thing that I would like to see is the ability in LFG to just be able to press a button and have people join you without having to go through extra steps of typing in their gamer tag and trying to send them a party invite. I really wish that the process was more streamlined. So I really hope that with the introduction of crossplay, we are able to get that function added into the game. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it sounds like it may be even easier, too, just from what you just read, you know? Yeah. And uh, in order to make Fireteam invites work across all platforms, Bungie pulled all of the invite infrastructure into the game. When you get a Fireteam invite, you'll, be, you'll, you'll see an in-game invitation notification. To accept the invite, you'll navigate to the roster screen and the invite section and interact with the invite to accept and join your fire team. So that sounds like a similar process to what we have now, but just a little bit more streamlined. And then we do get to see additional screens of how the UI will look. I think, uh, yeah, it looks pretty clean. Uh, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this impacts certain aspects of the game. For example, like clans. And yeah. uh, Crucible, for sure, uh, will be an interesting one to dive into. Absolutely. Um, and let's see. Uh, you can also block people if you don't want to engage with them. So there will be privacy settings put into place so you can better protect yourself against players that you don't want to engage with. So uh, that's kind of cool. And... Uh, a level playing field. I hope this one talks about Crucible. In crossplay, uh, Bungie is striving to create a global community of guardians. At the same time, crossplay enables them to ask a ton of questions and input methods. And how to create a level playing field in the competitive modes. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. While the following might not be the answer forever, it will be Bungie's approach for matchmaking in competitive modes. As an example, Crucible, Iron Banner, Trials, and Gambit at the crossplay level. And they go on to mention that PC players will match with other PC players. Console players will match with other console players. As a note, Stadia will be in the console pool. Interesting. And uh, fire teams with any combination of PC players and console players 
will be matched in the PC player pool. (laughs) That's interesting. For PvE modes, there will be one global matchmaking pool. Nice. So, yeah, when you load into a strike, you could be in a strike with a PC player and Xbox. And yeah, that's really neat. That's really interesting. And you know what else? This, this, I predicted this because we talked about this several weeks ago in terms of how Bungie would address the whole thing with PC players playing against console players. It looks like we got our answer. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to be happening, but you'll be matched up on PC against other PC players. That's a bit of a concern for me because I I don't know if uh, you feel the same way, but to me, that indicates that matchmaking and PC will continue to be a problem. And it was probably such a large potential issue that Bungie decided to completely disable uh, matchmaking across crossplay with competitive modes um you know i i see it more along the lines of like it's you know i've played destiny on console and pc and i think each of them has their own separate advantages and disadvantages um so when it comes to the competitive end i i don't see anything weird or unusual about them not um Putting you against other people. I mean, other games that I've played uh, that have crossplay usually do the same thing, or they have some sort of like opt-in, opt-out of crossplay. Um, so it's not too much of a concern with me. I mean, to be honest with you, I, the, either way you look at it, of console or PC having um, the advantage, uh, they're not the same playing field, you know, for most people. Um, even if you're playing on an Xbox, you know, like one of the newer ones, like the X. Um, you're still not going to have the exact same experience on if someone has like a $3,000 gaming rig that's running 8 million frames and has different keybinds and all this other stuff. So I think it's their way of trying to keep it as even as they can for competitive PvP. But in something PvE where you're like running strikes or something, it's not really that much of a big deal for people. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. And I think there are a lot of complexities that come into play when you're allowing for people to play against you know people with different types of hardware um so i think it's going to be really interesting with how that all uh turns out i thought it was really interesting to see that playstation was so okay with allowing for that crossplay to happen yeah, no like i'm not mad been... definitely not mad like i you know i have disagreed with some of the things that they've done and opted in and out of, but you know, the more we see PlayStation being involved in these cross plays, like that's good for us, right? It's not, you know, we shouldn't shun PlayStation. Yeah. They've made some, you know, not great decisions maybe that some people would look at it that way, but you know, the more that we see them in these opportunities, I think is good news, not bad news. You know, I want everyone to be connected. So. And I'm happy to see them start to turn their opinion around and to be more open to allowing for crossplay to exist across all platforms. So that's definitely a welcoming change in the video game ecosystem. And uh, there is one other thing that Bungie talks about with the crossplay uh, roadmap. And uh, the crossplay launch isn't the end of Bungie's ambition. There are a number of improvements that will be made to the social experience of crossplay leading up to the Witch Queen. So 
it looks like it's not going to be a process that rolls out all at once. Early season 15, we will have Bungie name and Bungie friends become available. Cross-platform pl- cross invites, multiplayer, and ma- matchmaking will be made available across the uh, cross-play ecosystem and player search and social privacy features will also be enabled. Now, it's interesting they note early season 15 because to me that indicates this could potentially not launch side by side when season 15 begins. Yeah, I don't I that's exactly how I took it as well. Like I don't I yeah. don't think it's going to launch at the beginning of the season. I think it'll be during the season. Yeah. I would imagine probably within the first couple of weeks of this season being out, we'll probably get like a major update to the game that will change around uh, all of these functionalities. Also, soon after launch, cross-platform voice chat will be enabled. That's going to be really awesome to have. In the winter, we will have Bungie name changes available. Also in the winter, text chat display on consoles will be made available and text input via USB keyboards on consoles will be made available. So it sounds to me like you'll be able to plug in a keyboard to your Xbox in order to enhance your chat experience, which is kind of cool, too. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I've wanted that on, man, console for years since D one, I think it was it was something that was. I don't know if you're uh, you ever played Warframe. I I started. I dabbled with it, but I haven't really dived into it too much. Destiny. Yeah, I, ne- I never got super deep. But um, anyways, regardless of that fact, it was one of those early games that I had on my PS four, and it had a in game chat and like notification system in the game, which I thought was like pretty incredible that, you know, that was a way to connect with people on console, even to like LFG when you were kind of in public areas and and stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, I have, I have actually, you know, from coming from experience in, in destiny Two, I've actually met people and formed groups and stuff through tower chat. Right. So, um, if PC players have the availability to do that, then why not console players? So I think that's a really, really cool way to bring that in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it, it's exciting to finally see crossplay come to fruition because it's something that we've wanted for a really long time and this makes it very real and, and it's, it's exciting to be able to play with all of your friends and just get rid of the barriers that existed before. And you know what else is really interesting? It's going to be... Really interesting to see how the LFG ecosystem changes with crossplay becoming more of a widespread thing because as the LFG system exists currently, you have certain groups that are created for Xbox, other groups that are created for PlayStation, and then you have a main PC LFG. So it's going to be interesting to see if everyone will be able to come in and kind of utilize one centralized system for how we find people to play with. Yep. And beyond the cross-play information that we got with this week's Bungie Weekly Update, we also learned that we're going to be playing Iron Banner one last time. So if you haven't had a chance to get any of the armor or the weapons from Iron Banner, this is your chance. It will be going live on August 3rd. 
starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and it will be ending on August 10th, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This will be your final chance for the season to earn some Iron Banner-themed rewards. Race Walker and Archon's Thunder will be earnable from the quest, as well as post-game drops and bounty completions. While these will continue to be available in Season 15, Lord Saladin is looking to bring a couple of new weapons into the fold with the next season. Hmm. Okay. Yay, so, new weapons. And he said a couple, which yep. that doesn't get me too excited. I wish there was more with Iron Banner. I think, you know, they. I wish they brought back some of the old Iron Banner weapons, personally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, personally, I'd rather them make new weapons. Um, I mean, we see a lot of content from from old school Destiny that I but for Iron Banner, I think, I mean, we could go into it for a long time. We don't have to. I mean, hopefully we're going to see some Iron Banner revamps. Uh, we need new weapons, new armor, but I'm always on team like I want new stuff. I like seeing some of the old stuff with like weapons and armor and content in general come back from D1. I think it's really fun and nostalgic, but I'm also you know mostly on team like i want new stuff <laughs> than i do you know i want old stuff so yeah, yeah. I, would, I would i would prefer to see some new iron banner weapons in the mix yeah you know sean and i agree with you you know and for me like getting the old weapons back that's kind of like settling for what they what would be what seemingly would be easier for them to accomplish because i do think that the old iron banner weapons do have a special place and i think that bringing them back at the very least would maybe buy them time to create some new stuff yeah. um but yeah no i agree you know having new iron banner weapons armor things to chase would be really really great and hopefully with the next season we do get more than just a couple but uh sounds like we'll have to wait and see we will uh, Bungie did also talk about some Bungie Foundation updates. They gave some totals for their campaign. It looks like Bungie raised $822,000. Every single cool. dollar. Yeah, that's great. And every dollar will go directly to improving the health and well-being of children, uplifting the rights of all individuals and communities, and providing aid to people all over the world in times of crisis. So that's really great to have that update. Uh, also, if you did support the cause as of today, uh, codes have been uh, made available. So check your inbox and uh, you should have an email from Bungie with your emblems and your ghost shells and all of your um, perks that you received from supporting such an awesome campaign. So just a heads up and congratulations on accomplishing such an such a great achievement, earning so much money for the children and such great causes. And that's the other yes, thing that, you know, I, I, I didn't mention this, but I, I think that Bungie, of all companies out there in the video game community, they care so much about supporting so many important causes. And, I, you know, I, I think it's great to see people like Pete Parsons speaking out against some of the terrible things that we have been hearing about with some of the 
publishing companies out there. And uh, it's great to see Bungie support so many awesome things from giving back through the Bungie Foundation and standing up for what's right in the world. So I absolutely that's you. you know that's one of the things I will always you know people will have their disagreements with with Bungie uh, you know on their decision making when it comes to like in game <laughs> things or weapon balancing or all that stuff, but coming from you know speaking personally about bungie is like it's so good to see them come out and be a a voice not only within the community but to the world right um when it comes to like you said these issues in the industry that are you know going down right now which is great to see them address that and stand with those people and it was amazing to see them you know march with you know the you know the black lives matter movement and it was awesome to see them stand up for you know, trans rights and all these other things that they've been very vocal about that's super heartwarming. And I will respect Bungie forever for not only just like making a statement, but living, you know, those causes. And I'll, you know, I'll never forget it during, you know, all the protests and stuff that were going on is scrolling through Twitter and just being so proud, you know, that I was part of, you know, the Bungie community, seeing them out there and making their voices heard and supporting each other. Um, You know, I'll always give them that credit and they do an incredible job yeah well well said and uh yeah i i agree a hundred percent i remember so many different causes that bungie had supported whether there were disasters going on in texas and all over the country and australia and bungie really comes together and the destiny community it's not just bungie because a company alone can't accomplish such a great uh, thing without the community to back it up. And I think the Destiny community overall is so generous and does so many awesome things to make the world truly a better place. So I agree. definitely respect for, for all of that. And uh, congratulations on earning so much for the kids and those in need. And, uh, The last thing that I do want to touch on with the Bungie Weekly Update were some updates from the player support team. Uh, It looks like we are preparing for crossplay, and Bungie did have a notice on that. Early in Season 15, crossplay will go live. When players log in for the first time to play Season 15, the name on whatever platform they log in will become their Bungie name for when crossplay goes live. Players should begin thinking about what name they'd like to use since name changes will not be made available with the launch of Crossplay. Wow. So that's that's interesting. So make sure you log in with whatever account that you want to keep as your permanent name. Yes. But this also makes me wonder, for example... My Steam name is like Cornholio number sign, and there's a bunch of numbers afterwards. So will mm-hmm. that become my official name if I log on with my PC? I don't know. That's a really good question. Huh. You know, or yeah. is there is there a way for me to become the OG Cornholio? Because I'd like that. If I can become the OG Cornholio without any numbers, I'll take it. So we'll have to get some clarifications on that. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you have seen the new Bungie store updates that uh, came out, but they have a whole new Bungie store with a new platform. 
I did check it out. It looks really cool. Make sure to get my emblem too for for signing up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bungie did make a note that migration of accounts and orders ha- have taken longer than anticipated to the updated store, resulting in players being unable to reset their passwords or locate their orders. Bungie is continuing to migrate every everything over to the new platform, and this should be resolved soon. So uh, keep Thanks. an eye out for that. Uh, we also got a hotfix. Uh, earlier today, Hotfix 3.2.1.3 was released, uh, addressing three major issues. One was an issue that allowed a small number of players to circumvent Fireteam privacy settings on Steam, so that has been resolved. Uh, also, the Eye of the Ghost Sayer Exotic Ghost Shell uh, should now be visible across all platforms. And lastly, in the Master Vault of Glass raid, a loot lockout should have been separated from normal. Both are now available independently each week. Pinnacle loot will only drop from the first weekly clear, regardless of difficulty. Oh, really? Huh. So, to me, that means if you complete a normal Vault of Glass raid you will not get any additional rewards from the master version. Right. That's what it sounds like to me as well. Yeah. So FYI, make sure to complete the version of the activity that you intend to, because if you complete a different version, you'll be locked out for that week on that character. Yep. We also have some known issues that Bungie talked about, and we got some pretty cool movies of the week, and we have some artists of the week. That Bungie shared, and finally, uh, DMG wanted to note a few more things before wrapping up the TWAB this week, and he states the following. Chances are that by the time this TWAB is out, I'll be on my way to an airport, spending some time this weekend with family back home. As I haven't had the opportunity to spend time with them since late 2019, it's been a long time, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't filled with the breath of excitement. Between this trip and our upcoming August 24th reveal, it's almost too much to handle. I have to admit, this visit will be a little bittersweet. Um, more than likely, share stories of isolation, vaccination, availability, and take a moment to remember those who we've lost over the last year to COVID and its uh, rising variants. As we continue to live through this pandemic, please be safe and show care for those around you. Mask up, snag a vaccine if you're able to, and do what you can to help stop the spread. We're all in this together, and we'll get through it if we work with each other to do our part. Much love, DMG. And that was the Bungie Weekly Update. So a nice closing message from DMG, who will be visiting some family and got us excited for quite a few things here uh, with the upcoming future of Destiny 2. So, Sean, we do have a tradition on the show. Before we wrap things up for the evening, 
we get to rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls, and I'm sure you will not oppose to that. So, how would you rate I like spicy this tuna? I love, dude. I love spicy tuna. Spicy tuna is my my jam. Yeah, so, I can do. I can do me some some spicy tuna. So between one and five spicy tuna rolls, one being really bad spicy tuna, don't touch it or you will get sick, and five being some bomb spicy tuna rolls. Mm-hmm. How would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update? Probably a four. Okay. Just because I think there is, you know, we get a lot of, you know, of these updates that that are lacking information. I think this has a lot of really valuable information in it when it comes to crossplay. Um, so I, I personally like TWABs that are beefy around like one specific subject. Uh, so uh, it's pretty easy for me to enjoy, you know, TWABs like this, where we get a lot of information and a lot of answers uh, to questions we've been asking about certain topics for a while, i.e., crossplay. We've all been had we've had a lot of questions about crossplay. This answers it. Also brings up a lot of other questions as well. So it's a good one for me. So give it a four. Well said. And you know, Sean, I think for me, I am going to have to probably agree with you and say four out of five spicy tuna rolls. And the reason why I say that is because. I think we finally got some really great information about crossplay and I'm so excited for crossplay. Like I think that crossplay is going to really change the game literally and figuratively. I agree. Um and the only thing I would probably take one point away from is the fact that they mentioned Iron Banner coming back next season and they only talked about a couple of weapons and yeah. over the course of a season i'd love to see more than just a couple because yeah, I, think, I, I feel you know, i feel like we'll probably be seeing our um the iron banner revamp that they had kind of teased is probably witch queen territory my guess yeah i think you're right i, I think like Cross I said earlier, I'm predicting, you know and this and this may be me just being super super optimistic but i am actually anticipating um, a lot of PvP changes in Witch Queen. I think we're going to get a relatively decent overhaul of um, PvP in general. Uh, maybe some new game modes. I can hope to gosh that we get more maps. Um, but I think they're taking this stuff really seriously. And I honestly think some of the silence we've been hearing, they have touched on PvP. But for some people, like we had talked about earlier, it feels like silence or they're being you know completely forgotten about. Um, I think there's a reason behind the madness. I, there usually is with Bungie. So I have a feeling they've been working really hard on trying to figure out what they want to do with PvP. So if we don't get a complete revamp of PvP, hopefully we get some answers um, and a little bit more of a deep dive in that August 24th showcase um, about PvP because, you know, people are going to be wanting it. And you can I can see the Twitch chats now during the reveal. It's all going to be like, fix pvp or give us information on pvp so they they have to know what's going on and they have to know that people are eager uh to see what their vision is for the future of pvp and destiny yeah no absolutely and yeah i I think it's going to be an exciting time as we go into season 15 and we get our major reveal on august 24th uh i'm kind of happy that 
Solstice of Heroes is finally coming to a close, so we can move on to the next chapter. And uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty good update. Lots of great information. It's really great to see that the Bungie Foundation is continuing to crush it for the kids. Uh, the community is doing so many great things in that regard. Uh, also, it was great to see the updates about the way that crossplay will work. It makes it feel a lot more real, and I'm really, really excited for these changes to come into Destiny. So, four out of five spicy tuna rolls from Cornholio. And Guardians, we have come to that time where we get to wrap things up for the evening. We could potentially be playing Halo Infinite tonight. It looks like, not to, not to interrupt you or anything, but it looks like, um, just kind of monitoring social media at the time of recording, it looks like the uh, the entries to those are going out right now. Slowly, they are going out. So if you're listening to this, looks like uh, some people are going to be able to play tonight. So Awesome. Well, that's that's great news. I'm excited. I can't wait. And Sean, before we wrap things up for the evening, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Cool. For for general, everything else, uh, SeanBartleyMusic.com is kind of my hub. There you can find my music and links to all of my sh- socials. Most importantly, uh, Twitter is just at Sean Bartley. Uh, stream on Twitch, like I said. I, I try to sl- stream um, as much as I can with my internet issues right now, but I'm live uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday around 7 o'clock Eastern time and twitch.tv slash Sean Bartley. Uh, and that's pretty much it. If you want to go search uh, for my music on Spotify or Google Play or anywhere you get your music, I'm there. Uh, just search for Sean Bartley and uh, hopefully you enjoy. Very cool. And we have some more stuff coming from Sean in September. Keep an eye out for his new album. It will be launching this September. Pre-orders be launching pretty soon, right, Sean? Soonish, yes. Soonish. Okay. Yep. So we will definitely keep an eye out for that, and we will update our show notes with the latest details on that. So thank you so much, Sean, for being our guest tonight on The Destiny Show. Such an honor to have you on and to learn about your journey. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do in the Destiny community. And uh, it was a true pleasure to get a chance to hang out and to learn more about you and what you do. No, the pleasure was all mine. I had a lot of fun and it was great to chat with you. Uh, hopefully, I'd love to come back in the future once we get some more Destiny content and we get closer and into Witch Queen. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. So, um, so yeah, like I said, it was a great time. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And you're welcome back anytime. Uh, and I uh, can't wait for your album to be out and to see all of the other awesome things that you are working on with your podcast, with your record label and all of your awesome projects. So can't wait for that. that. Thank you. And guardians, we have come to that time. You can find the destiny show podcast everywhere. You listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google play, we're on Stitcher and every platform that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can also find us on Instagram at destinyshowpod. And you can find me on Twitter at Boris, the SEO. And Guardians, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight on The Destiny Show podcast. And we hope you have an awesome evening. And go play some Halo.
Good night, everyone. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.